Welcome to Larry Reeney's America. Uh, today, Kim Powell is our guest. Kim is, uh, if you're not familiar with the Batesville area, we have a historic theater, the Gibson, a wonderful place for community. And without further ado, I'm going to introduce Kim, talk about uh, where he was born, raised, school, high school, etc. So without further ado, Kim, welcome to my podcast. Thank you, Larry, for inviting me. Okay. And uh, uh, where were you born, Kim? I was born here in Batesville, went to school at Sunman, and graduated from East Central High School. Okay. And after high school, what did you do? I uh, worked for the Hillenbrand Company for a while, and I've been employed with the Batesville School Corporation uh, for 26 years. Wow. Okay. And when, uh, I, I guess... When did you get married? Did you have children? And yeah, I got married in 75. I got two children. Uh, both went to school here at Batesville. Um, I bought the Gibson in 2007. 2007. Mm -hmm. Are your children still local? Uh, no, one's in Carmel, Indiana, and uh, my daughter is in Independence, Kentucky. Okay. You know, as a, just as a side thing... Uh, my my wife said that your wife, Vicki, was one of the nicest nurses she ever worked with. Thank you. Thank you <laughs> so, for saying that. Yeah, they were, uh, they both worked a long time for Margaret Mary. Yes, yes. And uh, uh, it, it was funny because, <clears throat> you know, we have seven children. So after a 20-year sabbatical from nursing, because uh, uh, Nance quit when she was, I believe, seven months pregnant and um, uh, she took a refresher course in Cincinnati I, I forget how many weeks it was back and forth and mm -hmm. still feeding seven kids taking care of them taking a refresher course and uh, uh, she was kind of concerned being away from nursing that long but uh, I think her Second year at Margaret Mary, she got employee of the year. Well, that's good. Yeah, so. It's like riding a bicycle, it all comes back. Yeah, yeah. And uh, in fact, I, I hit an interesting podcast with my wife, Nancy, my daughter-in-law, Jill, and her daughter, my granddaughter, Meg, three generations of nurses. Yes. And the way medicine has changed and mm -hmm. just unbelievable. Yes. But anyway, back to, Back to the Gibson. Okay, so 2007. Yes, I bought, back, uh, bought it in 2007. Worked there for many years, me and my wife. Both my kids worked there. Okay, well, okay, before you bought it, uh, I, I, let's, let's go back to the history of Gibson, how it started, mm -hmm. the year, and up to when Wolf bought it and everything. Mm -hmm, okay. Uh, the building was built in 1921. We just celebrated uh, in 2021 the 100th year anniversary. Uh, it was bought. It was built by Dr. Charles Gibson. It was his doctor's office uh, for. I don't really know that history, but I'm going to say six, seven years. 
and then he turned it into a uh, silent movie place. He had two daughters that used to play the piano up on stage to silent movies. That's neat. Yeah. We had, uh, when we had the 2021 100th anniversary, his son came down. He, his son is a doctor in Muncie, Indiana, and his son and their family came down to it. It was very nice visit with him. He uh, came in, went through the whole theater, talked about changes. He started out cleaning the theater, working concessions, and then running the projector. Wow. He told his history of, of him being there. And honestly, as you know, and a lot of people know, not much has changed at the Gibson and over the history. Over yes. the history. So after, when, when did he actually sell the Gibson? I think it was 61, 1961. It was bought by a company, Syndicate Theaters, who I worked for, uh, to uh, a lot of people remember the Grindos. They mm -hmm. were there for many years. And then Betty and Jean Mackey, uh, they managed it for many years. And then I took it over from uh, Betty and Jean. And I worked for both of them. Okay. As assistant managers. So then the was that syndicate that that wasn't Wolf's no. Okay, no. when did Wolf get involved? Wolf bought it in I think two thousand four from Syndicate Theaters. Okay. Uh two thousand four, uh, somewhere in that range. I bought it in two thousand seven. Me and my wife bought it in two thousand seven. Okay. And I pr I presume Wolf needed more attendance, or they, is that yeah. why they sold? Well, they bought it to be an extra screen for the Wolf. Uh, I think when the Wolf opened up, it was a six screen, I'm, I'm, I think. And then they added, uh, when they sold it to me, they built onto the Wolf and made it a, I think it's either an eight or ten screen. You mean up in Greensburg? Up in Greensburg, yes. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't realize they had eight or ten. I yeah. knew they had six. They, they added uh, added a couple more. Uh, I don't know, ten, twelve years ago. Wow. A couple more, and yeah, I bought it from uh, the gentleman was uh, Bob Reinert Senior. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, okay, now the and uh, we spoke about this before going there, but the the cost. Of, of operating a theater as an individual, uh, how long did you keep it before turning it into a nonprofit? Uh, I turned it into a nonprofit in 2015. 2015. Yeah. We, um, uh, you had to put in, they were doing away with film. Film was still out there, but very, Hard to get. Uh, mm -hmm. They still use it at some drive-ins and some single screens. I'm sure still have it. But uh, in order to go and get the new movies, the new ones that come out, like all the Avengers and the Star Wars and all them, it has that uh, high effects to it uh, and uh, the surround sound. You had to go digital. So we turned it into a non-for-profit so we could get some grants. Mm -hmm. do some fundraisers so we could get the digital projector uh, back in 2015. Okay, so, and exp explain how the digital, well, explain how the real projectors work first and then get into the difference in the digital and the automation that goes into it. Okay, w uh, when I started there, you had two projectors upstairs. 
and then you put on a, a real film on each projector. Start at the one, it would play for roughly a half hour. And then the, you would get the three dots up in the corner. And when you get the third dot, you shut the one projector down and you start at the other projector. And that's why you always seen that flash of darkness and that flash of three dots. That was many years ago. Um, then it went to, the, you had a platter system that went upstairs where you could put all the film together and put them on the platter system and then it would run through a uh, projector. Did you, did you ever have a real break that you had to splice it? Many times. Really? Many times. When you get when you get old film from other theaters, uh, a lot of times I don't, they got young kids, I think, putting it back into the boxes after yeah. they show the movie, and they don't care. Uh, they, you know, it's just... Well, I imagine so many times running it, yeah. it gets kind of brittle, doesn't it? It gets brittle going through that uh, the neon light. That's it. that's in there that for reflected on the screen. It, uh, uh, yeah, we had many, many, many breaks, and uh, it's always some of them are easy to fix in you know five minutes. Some of them are a, a half hour fix. It's just according how wow. bad it burns it. So it if that out. happens, what what do you do to entertain the audience? Uh, not much. <laughs> not much. You, you, you the concession to stands yeah. open. <laughs> yeah, keep the concessions open and uh, try to keep them happy till you can get it back together. Oh wow! Okay, now we'll we'll save the cost for later. Mm -hmm. But explain how how neat the digital reels are and the machinery and the computerized you know where it even keeps track of ticket sales yeah. explain all yeah. that it's uh the uh digital projectors made it so much easier you you get a hard drive uh, the movie company send you a hard drive you download it into the projector you put all your credits on the front of it uh, your uh trailers that are your coming advertisement uh, you can put it in the projector, and when you set it up, you can set it up for every movie you're going to have that week, and you don't have to touch it. It automatically come on. It uh, made it so oh, much for easier. A whole, for a whole week. Yeah, yeah. You set it up uh, on a Thursday for every movie you're going to have through the weekend, and uh, just set it up. And the picture quality and the sound is so much better. So, so much better. And... How much of a learning curve was that for you? Uh, for me, a lot. I still, I, I can set it up, download and set it up, but there's other things you can do that uh, to set the sound up. You can have it louder at certain times of the film when there's action packed. And it's just um, much nicer. Just really, it's much nicer for your patrons. Wow. Okay. Cost. Mm-hmm. When we put in the digital projector, it was uh, about $53,000. And probably, and that was in 2015. 15. And probably today it's over 60. I would say so. There's so much advanced now. I mean, now the, the digital projectors are set up where you can have them in 3D, 4D, which I don't understand a lot of that stuff. But, it, uh, I mean, it's just you offer more, you can charge more. 
But the the 3D kind of crashed, and then I mean it's yeah because now there's a 4D and I think a 5D out there now, and maybe even more than that. But it's a uh, it's nice on some films. Uh, you get some of the films that uh well you know if you go to an IMAX, how much nicer it seems like you're in the film. Yeah, it's really nice. Well, uh, you know, uh, we bought a TV years ago. It was 3D capable with the glasses and everything. Ten minutes watching it, it started bothering me. Yeah, some people have trouble with it. I, I've took school classes to the IMAX, and some kids, uh, they get really sick watching it. Well, well see, the, the IMAX, is for me, is great. Yeah. But it, you're in a different environment instead of sitting maybe... 20 feet away from mm -hmm. a TV, you're, even though you got a massive screen, you're in a different environment. Yes, yeah, it is. So mm -hmm. it's, uh, yeah, I love that. I, I, I saw the American Sniper, and mm -hmm. that's one of the few times I've been to a theater, and I think the sound kind of drove my wife crazy, <laughs> but I keep telling her in that when we're watching television, Unless the back of your chair vibrates, the sound isn't up high enough. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's true. So, okay, so that, and you already had the good sound system, so you didn't have to do anything with your sound system. Yeah, we, we had a, a make it Dolby. Dolby, uh, that's who we go through the sound with. It makes it the surround sound. Yeah, we had the surround sound before with the speakers, but we did have to download a, our install a Dolby sound system. Oh, okay. But it was in the existing speakers. Yeah. Uh, well, the speakers were capable or compatible, but we did have to bring in a different sound system with the digital. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, and then your latest project, which uh, the seats, super comfortable. Go into how that got started and how you found the seats mm -hmm. and such. Yeah, we... Uh, the seat project we've been working on for probably eight years, seven, eight years. We've been uh, trying to come up with some fundraisers uh, to bring in new seats. The seats that were in there, I, my guess was in there a good 40 years or longer. But yeah. I know while I worked there, we reupholstered them twice uh, and painted the backs of the frames and that. But uh, we started it a while back, started... Uh, Check, checking out uh, seat companies, came upon this guy out of Louisville, Kentucky, that uh, does a lot of uh, theaters. And he um, kept looking for me, <coughs> excuse me, and found some seats out of Baltimore. <coughs> excuse me, Larry. And they were... They were they were used seats, right? But I mean, yes, yeah, they were two years old. They were two years old. A, a guy put them in during COVID, mm -hmm. and um, after COVID was over or the, the theaters opened back up, he just did not make it, and he had to close the theater down. And that's how he came out. And how, how many uh, seats did you get? Two hundred seventy. There's two hundred sixty-three. We was able to put into the auditorium. Mm -hmm. uh, so we only lost seven seats because I wanted to add a couple uh, wheelchair spots okay. and uh, change that around. And uh, we were very lucky that he came upon these and uh, we was able to make a deal with them and he came down and installed them. 
And so, and the, so the balcony still has the old seats. So has the old seats. Uh, they're a little different than the ones that was in the auditorium because they do rock a little bit. Oh, okay. And up there, but uh, hopefully that will be a project we can get done in the future too. Okay. And and how many uh, seats are in the balcony? <coughs> Excuse me, ninety-two. Ninety-two. So you got two. Two sixty-three, ninety-two, three hundred and fifty-five. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's good. Yes. Yeah. There's uh don't use the balcony a lot, but if people want to go up, we always let them. Yeah. Yeah. Well that was you know, that, mm -hmm. that's that's a neat place to yes. go. Yes. Uh, and uh although I'm, as you get older, the closer to the screen the better yes. <laughs> the better you Absolutely. feel. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so uh talk about some of the different events that you have besides the movie and community type mm -hmm. events. Yeah, when me and my wife bought the theater, we wanted to, our goal was to make it more community involvement. So we let the schools use it. We do a lot of movies for schools, mm -hmm. uh, for the special needs classes. That's one of our uh, spots we're proud to do this uh are you talking about like new horizons yeah new horizons yes. we do a lot of movies for them um we do a lot of for the special needs and the uh, school corporation um and then the other schools east central comes south durban comes uh south ripley comes <coughs> but it uh that's one of the projects we're we're, we're very pleased to do mm-hmm and when uh, when you have school or New Horizon, uh, do they pay for the movie, or how did you how do you work that out? Usually, we we do the movie. They all buy uh, concessions. We'll give them a special price on concessions. We uh, uh, always try to do the movie. At no cost. At no okay. At no cost for the even movie. even though if it's one of the newer ones. Yeah, we we try to squeeze it in. Okay. Yeah. Now and before we get back to the community, let, let's talk about you know years ago somebody told me that uh, you can't make any money, you know, showing a movie. You have to make it on the concessions, <laughs> and tell me what kind of tier pricing they have for movies and how long you have to show them and such. Yeah. Uh, anytime you bring in a new movie uh, that's opening up, for instance, Little Mermaid, uh, we got it, we bring it on the opening, you got to keep it two weeks. Usually if it makes a certain amount of money, the movie companies will decide and make you keep it three weeks. Uh, so sometimes when we got to keep that movie three weeks, it's, you know, but Even though you might have something planned for that third week, yep. Yep. you just have to make the adjustment make as you the fly. adjustments. It, it, uh, um, movie companies, uh, unfortunately, they want to make every penny that they can. Yeah, and, and and I understand that, uh, especially for what they pay the actors. Oh, but yeah. uh, uh, your ticket price, uh, the movie companies get anywhere from about sixty to. 75 to 80 percent of each ticket so it goes back to the movie companies right so your movie you know people complain about the movie theaters charging so much concessions but that's where their money is made right so and i don't even know what is uh said for uh are, are the price 
for the newer movies or the real hot movies, like you said, mm -hmm. Little Mermaid, are they more expensive than running something that's... Yeah, if it's a first-run movie, it's going to be a higher percentage. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be a higher percentage. And uh, do your ticket prices change? Then? No. Uh, what is your... Ours are five and seven. Five for cheap. Yeah. <laughs> Try to keep them down. They're always pressuring us to, to raise them a little bit. But, you know, in a small community like Batesville, small markets, you want to make it as affordable as can be for the customer. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. so we try to keep them down. And it uh, it's $5 for children and seniors and 7 for adults. Well, yeah, so still, you know, a family of four, you know, they, they come in. So you got... Fourteen for the adults, ten, you know, twenty-four bucks. Concessions might go out with thirty-five dollars, mm -hmm. but it's still a good night, good entertainment yeah. night. Yeah. And I mean, you can't, you you can't go to movies in Cincinnati for five or seven no. bucks. I no. mean, or indie, I'm sure. No, no, so. I'm not for sure what they are, but I know they're much more than that. Yeah, yeah, and and when um, they. Everything is automated as far as uh, tell how the, I, I guess you said a projector shows how many views you've had. Yeah, how many times you show the movie. And then your ticket counter, you start with a certain number, now yeah. with a certain number, yeah, you're, you're, you're and they just send you a bill. Yeah, your booking company, you know, we have a booking company out of Cincinnati that we report to every night uh, that we have a movie. Report to them of your ticket sales, and uh, and then your projector is set up that each movie company can get into your projector to see how many times you showed a movie. Uh, that. Do they do that? I don't know. Mm -hmm. I'm sure there's some greedy companies out there that do. Yeah. Uh, check you out every now and then, but it, uh, yeah, they they know when you showed the movie. That's for okay. sure. So. If, let, let's just say you hit a nostalgia night and uh, at the movie and you uh, hit Casablanca, mm -hmm. Humphrey Bogart, mm -hmm. or Bacall, or Ingrid Bergman, I mean. Um, now, how much would that movie cost you? Uh, probably most of the classic movies, let's uh, quote what movie it is and what movie company it is, but Usually from one fifty for a, a single showing, per, just one showing. Yeah, oh, a flat rate and not yeah, not a rate. percentage. Yeah, those okay. would be flat rate uh, from one fifty to four hundred dollars, somewhere in that range. One fifty to four hundred. Yeah, yeah oh. we do on uh, the last Tuesday of every month. We do a classic movie night. It's sponsored by the Kellerman Law Office. Uh, they uh, sponsor a. Uh, movie they picked the movie out that they want to show and uh christmas time uh, this year i think we did miracle on 34th street i think it was this past christmas well it's amazing how they restore those movies because yeah. i mean you know some of those old movies are all in hd yeah, you know yeah. i mean that's definition. <laughs> they they have changed them and some of them they they it's not as good but they have took a black and white and, and made it color and it's uh, not as good, but it, it it's still it's. Yeah, I I tell you, some of the black black and white movies are just still they mm -hmm. they're great. 
they use shadows and they use things that you just yeah. can't do with color. Now, and you know, me and you talked earlier about back then it was acting. Yes. It was acting. Now everything is so digital that uh, it's maybe a lot more action, but it's not yeah. acting. Yeah. It's and well, it's all special effects. And yes. Unless you got some nut like Tom Cruise who yeah. does all the crazy stuff himself. Yes. So uh, we had to take a brief pause because I had a a refrigerator delivered. And uh, anyway, uh, let's uh, Tim. Let's let's talk about some of the special events. Uh, we were talking about, you know, the classic movies and such and the $150 for a showing and some of them as high as $400. Uh, and I, I just wondered, do you, have you ever shown like a classic doubleheader movie? No, we've never did doubleheaders. Uh, <clears throat> we have showed, we have in our possession a... Um, 1961 Batesville movie we've showed several times and a 60 1965 uh, one that we've sold a couple times at special events that uh, Batesville was putting on sidewalk days uh, the Batesville bash stuff like that we would do free movies of that huh. one of the movies that uh, we did here last year I think it was we did the um, Ride to Remember yes that was a, that was a special special movies that brought in some uh, military families that were just very. I thought it was just a very good event. Yeah, well, Walt Ennington did a great job, and uh, for the a ride to remember is about the Gold Star families for the, whose son or daughter paid the ultimate sacrifice uh, in the service, and. Uh, I'll tell you, my wife and I were at that showing, and you can hear a pin drop. I didn't hear anyone speak at all during that whole documentary. And by the way, that's still available on uh, YouTube, Bride, Bride to Remember documentary. And it's uh, if you haven't seen it, it's really worthwhile. While it's w worth watching, it's just a wonderful, wonderful documentary. So, what what about? Uh, I know you've had some music events there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in, in the uh, fall and right after the first of the year is slow season for movies, so we usually bring in some live shows. Okay, why bands. why is that the slow season? No new movies come out. It's the season where uh, the movie companies don't bring out new movies because there's so much other activities going on at schools, colleges, and stuff. So people don't get out as much to watch movies. I got it. So we, uh, in order to keep people coming in our door, we'll do uh, two or three uh, live events in the fall and a couple right after the first of the year. Okay, so, and uh, I presume, like a, like a local band, uh, or local, say, a uh, Quartet, or I don't know, what, yeah. you have four or five or three. Uh, yeah, a couple times we've had like two or three bands play the same night, local. All same night. Yeah, and then um, 
here about a month ago we did the Alzheimer's benefit and five lights played at it. Uh, that was a very nice event. Uh, now, how how much do you have to uh, general cost for a local thing? I um, usually uh, like for the five lights, the Alzheimer's mm -hmm. uh, put that on the Alzheimer's uh, uh, club or whatever. They put that on, so I don't know what they pay for. Okay, that. but if you're if you just have one group, a lot of we usually charge. Uh, we we'll decide with the bands and charge a um, fee to get in the door. Okay, uh, uh, to get in and then that just goes to the bands. That goes. Oh, you don't take any of that. No, we just do concessions. Really? Yeah, we just do the concessions, and on those we do uh, sell beer and wine, and that there it's it's. It's not all about you need to make money, but yet you got to have people on the show. Yeah, you got to pay them. Yeah, it's, you're always looking to bring in different people, right? But if they don't come to the movies, they'll come to the live shows, or they'll come to. We do a lot of uh, religious-based movies, uh, or if a church group comes to me, we'll do those, and it's it's getting different people in the door because. That's what I feel the Gibson's there for is the community and whatever we can do for the community, that's what we try to do. Right. Do you, are you staying away from our movies? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that usually just for the baseball area, it's family movies. Always Absolutely. Much better. That's great. Yeah, because uh, some, uh, some of the garbage that they put out on Netflix yeah. and Showtime, <laughs> yeah. it's, just, it's garbage. Yeah. So, it is. You'll get uh, for... Uh, uh, certain R-rated movies, you'll get people there for one movie. You got to keep it for two weeks, so you're showing a movie for five, ten, fifteen people. Yeah. That's just that's not doing anybody any yeah. good. Yeah, and I mean it's, uh, you know, Batesville and Oldenburg. I mean, you've got besides a heavy Catholic population, mm -hmm. you got Lutheran, Methodist. Some other church groups yes. that I I don't know they're not really affiliate Presbyterian, mm -hmm. and then you got some that are non affiliates and yeah. uh, it, it's pretty religious community. Yeah. We do very well when we do the uh, uh, those type of movies that uh, somebody come to me and say, "Hey, would you consider showing this for us? Uh, we'll help you advertise and get it out there." And we do very well with those, it, and it's good for the community. Yeah, I I think if I remember correctly, when I was in grade school, I believe they had a showing for the school of Song of Bernadette, which is an old yeah. old movie. Yeah. So, uh, and you know, what did you ever show the, the Mel Gibson uh, Passion of Jesus, or did you ever show um, that movie? I'm sure we did. Did you? But I, uh, that's been a while back. Showed a lot of movies since that. Yeah. But I, I, I'm almost positive we did. Because, I mean, he, boy, he, he put up all his yes. money for that movie. And yeah. every, every, Hollywood thought he was crazy. And mm -hmm. he did very well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those, those movies, they're good for the community. And it's, uh, they do very well. They bring, it, they bring people in the door. You, you think 
Westerns are ever going to come back in a big way. I wish they would. I, w- I do too. I wish they would. And when they do have one, uh, Tom Hanks put out that one. Um, so, God, I can't remember. It's called something about newspaper, newspaper man. Uh, that did very well for it. And it was a good movie. That's probably seven, eight years ago. Yeah. Well, Unforgiven was, you know, with Clint Eastwood. Yes. I mean, it broke all kind of box office well, records. Clint Eastwood and uh, John Wayne, they don't make yeah. uh, actors like that anymore. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, I, I still, I'll watch the Dirty Harry. I, I like all Clint Eastwood's movies. And, uh, and John Wayne, I mean, if you... Stagecoach, yeah. the original Stagecoach movie was great, and uh, The Searchers was yes. just kind of unbelievable, yes. really. Yeah, Clint Eastwood, the, uh, I remember we showed Grand Torino. Yes. And yeah. that's, that's still, still brings them in the door. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. I, in fact, uh, you know, on we have direct TV out in the country. You can't. Mm-hmm. Get cable, <laughs> so, uh, and on the Directv receiver, you can record a lot of movies, mm-hmm. and I've got a, a lot of John Wayne, Clint Eastwood's yes. on there. It's uh, because because even though the TVs are supposed to be able to do a great upgrade on DVDs, it, it's not like a Blu-ray. Or, That's right. Yeah. So uh, yes. it's, but when you can record something off of a satellite mm-hmm. that's HD quality. Yeah. And it doesn't take up a lot of space. No. So no. it's, uh, so, okay. And do you, um, you get some Cincinnati bands come in once in yeah, a while? Yeah, we do tribute bands. Uh, uh, we brought an uh, Eagles tribute band out of Nashville, Tennessee. We brought one out of northern Kentucky. And uh, they, they do they do great. the same deal, just whatever the tickets No, they, they charge you. They charge you. They okay. charge you a, a certain price. And uh, both of those bands were, were fantastic. And we brought in a uh, Jimmy Buffett tribute band. Um, Can you at least break even on something? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, you do very well. On those type of bands, you do very well with the uh, beer and wine sale and the concession sales. Okay. Yeah. They, yes. And and explain to the audience how you can sell beer and wine. Yeah. We d- we just get the one day permit. Okay. And is that difficult? No. 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 It's that usually I go down to Seymour. I'll take a road trip to Seymour, uh, fill out the paperwork, take it down there, and then they. Uh, uh, I've never had trouble. Really? But we're not going to, uh, we don't get the, for those, you don't get the bar crowd. You get the crowd that wants to come in, drink a couple of beers, yeah. enjoy the music, and uh, they they do very well. We've brought in comedians. Uh, we've worked with the uh, arts of Batesville. Uh, they brought in a comedian in the fall. That They, they did pretty well with it. Uh, we've had a, uh, I'm sure a lot of your audience is going to know who Donnie Baker is. Uh, he's uh, on Bob and Tom. Okay. Uh, he uh, He's pretty crude. Uh, yeah. But he is a, uh, he sells out immediately. Really? <laughs> yeah. 
It's, it's the same show pretty well every time, but but he's he's very funny and, and very crude, and he has his uh, his following, and uh, we can put it up on the website that he's coming in two weeks. We're sold out. And it's, I mean, even the balcony. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah, he he does very well. Uh, we brought in Haywood Banks. Uh, I'm not familiar. He's uh, a comedian songwriter he writes all his own songs they uh he does very well but yeah we've we do pretty good on most of the live shows yeah well you know it's funny when i was a kid uh, and my mom died yeah you know he didn't have all the crime and everything in cincinnati we lived in cincinnati uh i would go like on a sunday by myself i get some, my dad gave me some money. I'd get on a, a bus to go downtown Cincinnati. And at the Albee Theater, which was really a class theater, you could go down there and see a movie. But part of the show, I've seen, the. you familiar with the Mills Brothers? Mm-hmm. Yes. So the Mills Brothers... Gene Krupa, uh, the Ink Spots, several other as a kid, and that was just part of going to the movie. And it, you know, so things obviously have changed yes. big time. Yes, because <laughs> uh, you know Gene Krupa was not playing by himself; he had a mm-hmm. band there, mm-hmm. and uh, the Mills Brothers had backup music. And I'm thinking, what these guys must have played for. Next to nothing. So it's... uh, They probably just love to play music. Oh, yeah. Well, and and the thing, times were different then. You know, uh, a a working actor, uh, he he might make 10 movies in a year. Mm -hmm. You know, just to live the lifestyle he wanted to live. Yeah. So so if... uh, And now we talked about this off air. Talked about... uh, I might as well... This will come up... on our podcast before we do anything about it, about a, uh, a gun session uh, at the uh, Gibson. Yes, but. yes, we would like to do a, uh, yeah, I brought it up to you about doing a uh, education, gun education, safety education. And, and uh, when we do this, being in the fall, maybe October, mm-hmm. um, what maybe start advertising it a couple weeks ahead of time? Or? Oh yeah, but absolutely. Hopefully, yeah. a good month ahead of time. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. get it on the, the websites and the Facebook and in front of the movies. Yeah, and well, and then, and I I usually well I usually plug the places that I am interviewing people from, but also I can uh, maybe start in. September on any podcast that's going on in September, mention that too. Yes, absolutely. Because uh, we, uh, you know, a lot of the surrounding states, uh, Indiana is our most popular. And then actually, it's Ohio, Missouri, California, and Kentucky are the. And even some of the New Yorkers listen. 
Well, that's good. <laughs> so, that's good so, that you're hitting out there. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think we could uh, get a nice crowd and, and have, uh, have interesting conversations with, you know, people we talked about, Walt, mm-hmm. Walt Ennekin, Greg Neese, Chaz Kaiser, mm-hmm. all gun people and uh, all uh, good career people also. Yes. Yeah, so, that's a... Yeah, I wanted to do this a couple of years ago, and uh, a lot of people know a, a great friend of mine and uh, that worked at the theater to help me out, John Panzer. He was a big gun guy, and he was going to line it up with some the Boy Scouts and Eagle Scouts that he was involved in, and let's hope we can do that this time. And uh, that'd be that'd be really absolutely. nice. And 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 I'll tell you the. Uh, the, the need for that today, not so much in Batesville or any of the small towns, but mm-hmm. I, I'm very uneasy about going downtown Cincinnati or downtown Indianapolis. Yes, it's a totally different world out there. I mean, it's it's like the you know the OK Corral. Yes, I mean it's every day you see some teenager killing another teenager mm-hmm. and. Uh, they say it's gun violence. It's just total lack of uh, upbringing and supervision yeah. with these kids. Yeah, total yeah. lack of respect for your other yeah. and no respect people. for life. Yes. Really, just yeah. uh, it's awful. But uh, and and you know, at one time, it's it's funny how people are today about guns. Uh, it it hasn't been that many years ago. A high school kid, Mike drive a pickup truck, park it, and he's got a his gun on a rack yeah. in the back of the pickup yeah. truck. Back the, you can see it right there in the back window. Well, sure. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's just a, a normal it's thing. It's a normal just, thing. Just as normal. People who hunt, I, I, I'm not, I, I would never, I'm not a hunter myself, but most of the people I know that hunt, they eat everything they shoot. Mm-hmm. They skin it. They take care of it. They're uh, very respectful. They don't. They, they don't go trophy hunting. Yeah. And uh, you know, uh, you go on a safari. I mean, you're not going to eat a lion or a tiger. Mm-hmm. What? What? You know, why? Why bother with it? Well, I, yeah. And you put out a lot of money to do that. Yeah, I, I just don't get it mm-hmm. because. The animal doesn't have a chance. There's there's no danger because when you're on a safari, you got backup people, and if you freeze or you miss, they're going to bring the the yeah. animal down. And he's not bothering anybody. Let yeah. nature take its course, you know. Yes. So, it's uh, anyway. Uh, what what do you have planned? So what, let's see. This is June the second. What what do you have planned at the Gibson for the rest of the summer? Well, we got uh, new movies coming in. Uh, probably our one big movie that will ha- is going to be our Fourth of July movie is the new Indiana Jones. Well, that yes. you'll that'll be a three weeker. Yeah, yes, that'll be a three weeker. <laughs> I, I, matter of fact, I've I'm almost sure they said that's a, a three week deal, and and we will that time of the year we will be busy all three weeks. It we won't be. Since it's over the 4th of July and there's so many parties and that going on, we'll be steady for three weeks. Yeah. And that, that and that's the way it was with Little Mermaid. 
we didn't have that super big crowd, but we've had good crowds uh, all last weekend, and we had a decent crowd last night. So it was uh, that we got that those two coming in, and then uh, Elemento, I think that's how you say it, is our next movie starting in uh, two weeks. I and think what is that about? It is a Pixar uh, animated movie. Okay. Pixar animated movie. It's a uh, looks very good. It's be a good family movie, good kids movie. Well, how how much in advance do the distributors of the movies let you know what's coming up? Used to be twenty years ago, you would know six months in advance each movie you're going to have for what weekend. Now they change movies. They can have it scheduled to come out. The first of August, two months before that, they'll change it and say, "Oh, we're going to hold it till Christmas." It's they really change well, movies how around. They, how can they do that? I, I don't know. It's hard for as a movie theater, or especially the big places, you know, that's got twenty screens. You're planning on these movies coming out. It's hard for them to to make a schedule, but they just do it now. It's a totally different movie world out there than what it used to be but it uh uh we got for at least uh through august we're pretty well set uh, i don't think they'll change the summer movies because that's the, the hot season okay and i i guess i guess because of some of the hot weather we mm-hmm. have People look at that as going in for a relief, getting the air yeah. conditioning, and, and, and that's true. Enjoying the movie. That's true. Yeah, that's it's it's true. They come in and see a movie and uh, sit in a, a cool theater, and and it's a good entertainment. Yes, and then uh, is popcorn the biggest seller? Oh, definitely. <laughs> Always. <laughs> we uh, we sell a lot of our popcorn out the door. Every really the same people come. On a Friday night and Saturday night, and we'll pick it up. And uh, we got several of them that has their classic cars. They'll go out cruising in their cars, and they'll stop by and pick up popcorn. Well, I'm I'm, I'm sure there's plenty of healthy butter on it too. Oh, definitely, <laughs> definitely butter and salt. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, the I try and watch the salt, mm-hmm. but. I gotta have salt on popcorn. I mean, it's just yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we have a salt shaker right there, and it's amazing how many people put a lot of salt and then ask for the extra butter, and uh, that's fine. That, whatever makes your customer happy. Yeah, and uh, you, I'm I'm sure you got the standard popcorn maker that most theaters have. How how much popcorn can you turn out in an hour? <laughs> yeah. is, I mean, is it because if you're busy, I know it keeps popping. But yeah, Saturday on a Wednesday morning for our free movies, oh god, we make oh I'm gonna say twenty batches of popcorn. Really? Yeah, twenty, and that's a it's a big kettle. I don't know how big it is, but it's a big kettle. It's two full cups of kernels that you put in it so that's a, it makes a lot of popcorn wow it makes a lot of popcorn and it uh uh it, it puts out the popcorn and then you have uh, eat, well you have to either have a pepsi or coke product mm-hmm. which one do you care? we do pepsi pepsi we did pepsi uh that's probably been pepsi there for 50 years okay so you got pepsi diet pepsi mountain dew 
Pink Lemonade, Root Beer, oh. Gatorade, and Dr. Pepper. Yeah, because Pepsi, Pepsi bought out uh, one of the root beer companies. Uh, Mug, Mug Root Beer. What is it? Mug. Mug Root Beer, yeah. Mug Root yeah. Beer. Yeah, because yeah. I didn't think they ever had one on their own. I think thought they had to buy one out. Yeah. And did Coke do the same thing probably? No, I'm sure it has one, Dad's or somebody. I don't know yeah. who, but yeah, yeah. 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 So... And when you have an event where you have beer and wine, are are you able to buy through a wholesale, or, or do you have to just buy local? I buy local. Okay. I just go out to either Kroger's or the uh, beverage company here in the Okay. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and do you sell the beer? Is it draft, can, or? It's can. Can. Mm-hmm. And the wine is just? Well, usually Ertl's. We always buy Ertl's. It's a local do you company. Really? Oh, that's great. Buy it out at a... Hallmars, I uh, buy a lot of beer from Hallmars. So oh, a, yeah. He's a... Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it's insane the amount of beer he sells. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I, I, I went by there one time, and he had his garage door open, and and I don't remember what it was, but I, I thought it it might have been Ham's, mm-hmm. but, you know, from Milwaukee, and there was pallet yeah. loads of it. He must have got a price... And I rode by there maybe a week later, and there was none, none yeah. in there, none yeah. in that big garage. And about 30 years ago, my wife's uncle lived in Florida, and he would bring a station wagon up here about once every two months and fill it completely full of ham beer to take back oh, yeah. to Florida. From the land of sky blue waters. Yeah. That yeah. was their slogan. Yeah, because they couldn't get it down there, and he would come up here and fill up and... Take it back down there. Yeah. Well, there's a lot, a lot of, a lot of good beers, and yes. uh, uh, I tell you, the uh, Creek Bottom Brewery might have ruined me by yeah. drinking their beer because it, that craft beer is, is so much better yeah. than get something out of a, out of okay. a can. Yeah. But people get used to. Yeah, that's yeah. what you get used to. Yeah, because I, I never could drink a light beer. Mm-hmm. I, well, craft beer used to give me headaches all the time. Uh, but now some of them, I don't think they got there's much gas in them as they. Well, but it's you, just, you know what was explained to me? A friend of mine used to sell chemicals to, to the to the bars and mm-hmm. such, and some wouldn't even buy them. But it's how the glass is cleaned mm-hmm. that the headaches come from not using a proper cleaning method in glasses. And and I can believe that. Yeah, or. Like Creek Bottom, they clean their lines every two weeks. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought, well, restaurants probably every two months. And he said, nah, probably every two years. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> so, yeah. so and, and I think it makes a world of difference. And uh, I noticed one thing that uh, Steve Staley did over there at Creek Bottom. Yeah, first of all, never refill the same glass. It always, mm-hmm. It's always a new glass. And the second thing, he even though the glasses are all clean, he rinses them like that, just you know, puts it down in water, takes it out, and then pours the beer in it, and he said it holds the head better. Yeah. And I have <laughs> never heard that before. Lots but tricks that you learn. Yeah, and this guy's an expert. Yeah. I mean, he's... Uh, a lot of studying and... 
He's he's yeah. a qualified beard judge, and mm-hmm. I mean, just amazing. But anyway, we've been on uh, 50 some minutes. Uh, and have anything you want to say to no? The I just uh, appreciate what the people have did for the Gibson. Uh, appreciate all the donations that we got for our new seats. Uh, hope to work on the balcony. And uh, our next projects is doing, which people probably will look forward to, is doing something to our downstairs bathrooms, working on them. And how much of a job will that be? Uh, Figuring out what we're going to do will be just as much as a job. But but we did get a bathroom about five years ago upstairs. That that was our first project when me and my wife bought it. We need to get a bathroom upstairs for seniors, handicapped people who can't go up and down the steps. And, uh, And I think we did a great job. It was a job getting the bathroom in because... Being a historical site, you have to, everything has to be approved by the state. And Why? I, 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 <laughs> I mean, government, that's all I can say. So what are they afraid you're going to put in, like, chartreuse tile or something? Or I don't know. It, it, it was a job getting it approved, uh, making sure that it was handicapped accessible and uh, – this, it, it was a job. We, I know. So, we, is there a bar on it for handicapped? Yeah, there we got. I think there's two: one behind the commode and one beside the commode. Okay. And there's an. You have to have enough room to, to back the wheelchair next to the commode, and also put the wheelchair in oh, front. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff with that, and then they don't want you to change the the historical people. Don't want you to change the the way the inside of the lobby is. They want it to be look a lot like the lobby uh, so you don't change the look of it. Well, the, yeah, I mean... And, and I understand that. Yeah. I, I, I totally understand that, but when you're trying to improve the quality for people to be able to come in and, uh, you know, going up and down the stairs to go to the bathroom is a job uh, at the theater. And it is for seniors and... Handicap, it's, I know it kept people from coming because we didn't have bathrooms upstairs that kept people from coming. And now that people know, we're getting people there that normally would not come. And, and that's what it was all about. But, you know, it's funny. When, uh, when I was in high school, uh, well, I worked since I was 10 years old, but uh, I, I usually worked a couple jobs in high school. One that was fun a friend of mine's uncle owned the Dent Auto Inn and the Auto Inn, and uh, Auto Inn was in Price Hill, Western Hills, I should say. So I worked it, and uh, I changed the marquee, you know, with the the big letters mm-hmm. and the stick. Long not stick. not on the ladder. You have to get the stick yes. up there, and uh, it, it was really fun because mm-hmm. free movies, mm-hmm. free concessions, mm-hmm. and uh, and I just would happen to usually take a girl to the drive-in too. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so yeah, have you have uh, guilty pleasures yeah, while you're right. while you're earning a buck. So that's, that is very true. But anyway, well, I think it's uh, I think it's time to wrap things up. And uh, Kim, I really appreciate you being on the show. And uh, right now, let's close it out with 
let's close it out with the national anthem. Thank you. Okay, I appreciate it. And uh, I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, God bless you. God bless the United States of America. And I will talk to you on the next podcast.